Hello <laughs> and welcome to the 200th episode of the Weekly Weekly Podcast. I'm your host today, Joanna O'Dwyer, previous guest on this show, going right back to the beginning of the podcast. Back in 2020, I think it was, when I was on the first time, I just set up private practice. So, oh, had you? Must have been, yeah. 2020 so three years ago anyway so what are we saying about episodes 20 odd no later 50 something oh was it, it was. yeah I was that. yeah it was one of the first and uh i am your host today for, <laughs> for the second time i'm not gonna lie this is the second this is take two and derek has never done this before but he's doing it for me because he's such a good friend he's like he couldn't be he couldn't be dealing with it no i was mortified it was really bad i think it's you know i think it's really important to say though obviously because this is a mental health podcast Mm. that i did freak out and i do have an issue with uh being center of attention i may be a therapist but I'm also human and I don't really like uh, being exposed on, you know, on this scale. So it was new territory for me, like out of um, out of my comfort zone. But I wanted to do it because obviously I was so thankful to be asked mm-hmm. to. I'm a super fan of this podcast, obviously. I've been supporting it since I was on yeah. episode 50, whatever it was. So three years or so, I've been following you every week and supporting you along the way so I was delighted to be asked to do it but then when I did it I fucked it up and then I was like oh shit you to do it again I really wanted to do it again because I just wanted to do justice of course. well it, but the thing is like it was more the, the visuals so the camera and the stuff like, it was yeah because I forgot about that part. yeah I forgot you see I always listened to the podcast yeah and, and when you were here the first time to record uh, your, for your mm. episode there was no where were you? No, you were on Zoom. Sorry, it we was were on Zoom. Zoom. Yeah, think. Yeah, it was just you know, like Zoom is Zoom, isn't yeah. it? You're looking at yeah, your face anyway. Yeah. You kind of get used to it. But I just forgot about this crap yeah. here. Like, so. <laughs> That's understandable. Yeah, so I totally freaked out and um, very kindly asked Eric, "Would he mind doing it again?" And he said yes. So yay! He's not. I'm annoying him for another. Two hours or so on Not Saturday all. evening. But um But it's 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 I've look it'll be worth it. It will be worth it. And there's no way that I would allow someone to go away from the from a for a recording yes. feeling bad and then releasing it knowing someone felt bad it's just yeah. it, it's not like and you know what you're saying in the grand scheme of the, the podcast and talking about mental health I'm not going to like make someone feel down in the dumps about something yeah. especially because I know it was important to you because you've listened for so long yeah. and we've become friends through it yeah so it's, you know it's that kind of the relationship so I wanted it to be so you could come away going oh I actually enjoyed that experience yeah. and that for it to exactly be, you know yeah 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 but, but, and I also had questions to ask you I yes prepared but I I just went blank but we talked for an hour and 40 minutes we did <laughs> what did we talk I don't know I've no idea like literally like an hour and 20 minutes of what I have no idea I, I, obviously it's a complete dissociation like completely yeah. from my point I have no idea I remember like, bits but I remember like we talked about music. Oh, we definitely talked definitely. about an art. And I remember it was like, obviously it moved past so quickly. We didn't realize it was that length of time. Yeah, it's so, cool. But yeah. like there was no content. We didn't actually talk about anything. Is I don't there think. ever any content? There <laughs> is. There's always content. Loads of content. Well, listen, well, before we, we go into the bit, we have to, because uh, the people who are watching on YouTube will see. Yes. Uh, we're oh, gonna, yeah. We've got uh, We've Joanne, got champagne. We've got champagne. We'll clink. It's not going to. 
plastic glasses. Oh, but, um, oh no, sorry, plastic. Are they glass. Okay. Fancy. Yes, non-alcoholic. Um, no alcohol, champagne, courtesy of Joanne. 200 episodes. I thought you were going to say 200 euro. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's tenor. That's all right. It's all the one. There's no alcohol in it. Fanciest of the world. Was it? Though, there you there go. There was like three euro and stuff. And I was like, no, that's all right. Oh, it's, it's nice, though. Mm, it's, it's nice. Yeah. Like fizzy apple juice. I feel bad. Like, if someone brings you something, whether it's food or drink, and you taste it and it's bad, mm. and then you have to pretend... That you I like it. Yeah. You're not doing that, are you? No, I'm not. That's what I mean. I'm not good. I'm not good enough actor <laughs> to pretend that yeah, it's me nice. Neither. You know what I mean? So oh, it's, yeah. It'd it's be giving away straight away. Like, yeah. yeah. Yeah, totally. So what would you... Um, but... Um, I, I interrupted your flow there, I feel like. Yeah, no, it's all good. Uh, just about 154 guests mm. or so. I was trying to figure out how many. So it's quite a lot of people that you've been talking to for it's a long time. Fair play to Thank you very much. Uh, an awful lot of content in terms of like, I suppose, you know, that you have to be reading and, you know, information that you have to be gathering about each guest every single week, which is incredible. Um, For me, I have a couple of guest highlights because I knew a couple of the guests. Yeah. So like 18 Barry for me was class. Yes. She was excellent. Uh, because she was actually my tutor in college. Mm. So it was cool to hear her. Um, on and obviously talking about art and beautifully, and she's incredibly political and very interesting. Oh, yeah, human being, yeah, uh, real feminist, yeah, like, which is super cool. Um, and then I made some friends through it as well, just from local mm-hmm. like people who were on as well, like Sinead yeah. and uh, hypnobirthing, um, Nicola Glynn, mm. who was on twice. She was on twice, um, done three times, she's an amazing yeah. person as well. She's lovely, she is amazing. She's um, because uh, there was a switch in what she was doing, and she, so the first time she came on, that's we right, talked about something completely different than the hypnobirthing. And in the in between, she was on as a as a guest on the quiz, as were you on the oh, same yes, episode. Got quiz, yeah, the yeah, quiz yeah. was great, and and then good fun. Nicola got in touch with me then after about the hypnobirthing, and again, I didn't know anything about it. Hypnobirthing, I mean. Yeah. So it's going to go. Look, it's challenging in a good way, but it's also a little bit daunting when you don't know anything about something like of that. Of course, you we know. don't know a lot of stuff about the guests. So I don't know anything about right? anything. <laughs> um, no, no, no. But, the, but you're right, though. But but even eighteen, so you're like learning, eight, right? You're I'm learning all the time, yeah. and, and I love that, like because you know, um, obviously, I like learning. Yeah. Like different subject, but eighteen is was like I was kind of founder. Um, before I met her, I mean, very daunting okay. subject because she's so intelligent, yes. knowledgeable, and her heart is excellent. And sometimes you have the imposter syndrome. Of where, course, you know I suffer. Every there you day. go. And it, yeah, but it's and it's, owner of the imposter yeah. syndrome, like but it's, 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 you're only human. Yeah, and it's it's difficult to kind of overcome that. But when I think I have overcome it, then Aiden comes on, and I'm like, oh god, yeah. like. I obviously I had my my questions lined up, but it's the guests that put me at ease, really. Like sometimes yeah. it's like they think that I put them at ease. It's the good way around okay. for them. That kind of relaxation or the vibe that they put off comes back on me. Of I course. can just like take a breath. Yeah, and it works both ways. It just kind of works through, even if it's over Zoom. Yeah, you know whatever it is. Of but, course, yeah. But I do, I do. Um, and when you're interested as well, to you see you're so interested in yeah. each in each. Oh yeah. Um, 
guests that you have on they're incredibly interesting yeah and inspirational people aren't they for everybody so i think so i think we can take something from everyone like because i think you know i, I always worry about that like that i'd have a friend that would think why is he why hasn't he asked me on and it's never to do <laughs> with right. they, it's never to do with them like it's always to do with like obviously i want to learn about people and i think everybody has a story and, and something of interest to tell yeah. but at the same time it's to keep the important thing is for the people who are listening to kind of be interested all the time. And like, I think you're a good example of that, like that yeah. you listen to every one of them because yeah. you have an interest in people. Like, do you know what I mean? It's like, Absolutely. Oh, I love learning. Yeah. I love learning about people. I think that's, you know, the whole thing. And mm. um, there's, there's people I haven't asked on and I probably should have by now, but it's not because of them. As I always have that in my head. It's like, are there people wondering? Yeah. yeah. Cause there's, they're <laughs> not very interesting. You know, that's the first one. I want to see if this picks up actually because oh yeah I brought my tongue drum today Jan just to show this is I'm not I, Jan should be playing one. it but it's a, it's a mini one but it's a beautiful sound mm. well I don't know the I wonder will it pick it up let's experiment I kind of hope it will but like maybe further away <laughs> I'm trying to figure out the podcast because it's a great thing. echo it should pick it up it we should see. pick it up. We're going to find out anyway, but I just wanted to show that I'm just going to hold this like I'm holding a pen because I have to have something in my hands at all times. You know? But I suppose the reason that I wanted to kind of re-record to actually highlight, you know, how amazing this podcast is. Like, let's be let's be frank about it. Like you've three years, 157 guests every single week without fail. Not only have you recorded every week, but you've also shared so vulnerably about your own mental health journey in a way that is incredibly difficult to do and not everybody can do that and it's inspirational for people who are listening obviously that's the reason that you developed this podcast from yeah you know obviously your own experience initially but it you know it's it's inspiring other people to feel okay to talk about their own struggles mm. and there's also your uh, sharing of music, mm -hmm. which is beautiful to me as an art therapist yeah. and as a, you know, as a arts and health advocate, you know, I obviously, I believe that art heals and the expression of art is central to our mental health and well-being. And you advocate for that just by playing the guitar or sharing music that you're listening to or you know, sharing movies and film and, you know, and sharing it with everybody. Obviously, your solo episodes mm -hmm. are my personal favorite episodes because like they're just you. And, you know, we're getting to hear what the reason that you're doing this, you yeah. know, the reason that you are sharing your knowledge and interest with the world and inspiring other people. And I suppose you know, obviously, um, I I have to ask about what, how, you know, not only how the mental, how the podcast itself supports your mental health, mm -hmm. but how music and how art supports your mental health. Yeah. It's not something that I think you've not really talked about. I know you've talked about, you've shared music as in, in terms of like, you know, moods and music and yeah, yeah, listening yeah. and sharing other people's reflections of music. But for you, what is it about music and the arts that support you every day through your mental health struggles? 
there's you know like with music in particular i think is is something that it's it's how it can lift or sh- maybe not even just lift because it doesn't just lift your mood it can shape your mood yeah as well as lift it but i think the something you can that bring it down too. you can bring it down you <laughs> can I mean, listen to <laughs> listen to the smiths for an radiohead, hour like, well yeah. radiohead are another example and yeah. and you know brilliantly so though oh well, yeah and there's but there's you know a huge amount of beauty in 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 that work too and and this week um we're recording the beatles released their their last Let's song talk about the beatles yes yeah. and what what i kind of first time i listened to it obviously very emotional thinking about you know john lennon writing this in his apartment and all that kind of stuff and then it going this way and 50 years later and stuff but there was we just mentioned this before we started about there's a moment in the video where they're talking. There's the there's a line, and now and then I miss you, and it cuts from Paul and Ringo today to George and John back, you know, in the sixties and on, in, on stage, and like obviously the Beatles is another kind of thing for me. It's a it's a bigger entity than a lot of other musicians and artists, and that's fine. We all have those people as well, and and that's why it means more. But it it's also like within that music within the lyric within the the melody within the chord structures you can break it down as much as you want you can get as nerdy as you want really or you can write a song with three chords and sing about like skipping along in a field it doesn't really matter how deep it goes it can still be something that just lifts like your day or your week or you know the idea of like if i send a song to you or 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 you send a song to me or whatever it might be it's all of a sudden, it's like a different, it, it just changes the course of the day. And I think yeah. if I'm really struggling mentally, um, whether it's anxiety, which was last week when I was doing a competition in Dublin and, and I was I didn't have let's a particular... Let's talk about hydro. <laughs> let's not talk ever about that. But but the idea that, you know, to you can move away from that with yeah. a couple of songs, like... Yeah. Like that, that's so... And, and this is not... Obviously, the question is about art and... And you'd be able to obviously much better be able to talk about um, artists and art. But what I'm taught, what I kind of figure I have a, a bit of a grip on is music and films. And, and like films is another one of those things where you can watch yourself back, you know, on the screen. Like that's that that's amazing. That still amazes me. Um, I don't know if it's it still happens now, but those films are kind of hidden and lower budget. But if you Absolutely. look at the stuff from the 50s and 40s and stuff. It's just people kind of going about their day and their struggles. And look, they're not talking about mental health specifically, but they're definitely like hinting at it in Absolutely. those scripts, you know, yeah. and you can and it changes you like and, and it, it makes you look at things differently. And like, I don't there's not anything else that can do that. Like I, I like exercising, you know, I take medication to help my mental health. There's lots of things that help my mental health. But like, there's nothing like art. I don't think to change the way you're thinking yeah, on certain days. Yeah, isn't it? Yeah. But for you, is it like when? So if we were to, because obviously I know you're huge on music and stuff, but and you're an art therapist. When you're looking at art, if you go to a museum or something like that, looking at art is good for you. Yeah, and why is it good for you? Do you think? Do I think or do I know? No, no. I mean, <laughs> why? Why is it good for you? For me personally, yeah. it's connection. It's a right. way of communicating. Um, and that's what all of the arts do. They communicate yeah. without having to use words. Obviously, I'm really bad at podcasts, so I'm not very good at no. words, right? But I'm better at music yeah. and, and art and other means, movement, dance is easier, yeah. more natural for me of communication. 
Um, so for me, if I connect, whether it's a piece of artwork or something that I'm listening to, a piece of music, I I understand it yeah. and I feel understood yeah. myself in this world. And that's really fucking hard to do oh, yeah. in this world because it's incredibly complex, right? And we have so many demands of us every single day and it's difficult to just be human. Mm. So it's those moments of connection where you feel understood in some way um, that that's what's beautiful about art. And then obviously in terms of scientifically speaking, we understand that when we are connecting with a piece of artwork, oxytocin mm-hmm. is, you know, developed in, in the system. So on a, on a, on a neurological level, we are literally feeling collect- connected yeah. Um and that's a really beautiful and powerful thing that we can't always do with words. Mm. Um, yeah, so it's powerful stuff. And I suppose, you know, it's it's that, you know, being able to express a piece of ourselves mm. in a way that we can't express in any other way. And then for that to be understood, that's profound stuff. I, I like I'm fascinated by the idea of of, you know, like an artist and a lot of them go through a lot of pain and, and mental health struggles. Yeah. Um, and the fact that they will give their lives to to this art form, whatever art form it is that they're mm-hmm. in. And sometimes that's all that's keeping them going you know I, I think of the artist Nick Drake and I read a, his his biography recently and, and just the idea of like the only thing that kept him alive until he was 26 was was music and Absolutely. those three albums he made like and he put himself through through hell every day to get up and play the guitar and to try and get a recording going and try and get it yeah. you know all this kind of stuff and that's just one example there's a, there's all sorts of artists out there that have it and you know Tom York even though he doesn't speak about it that often, had a lot of problems with mental health and yeah. he went through it and uh, still touring the world and having to go through all the stuff that imagine having yeah. to do that. And you had poor mental health. Like I went to Dublin and I was, my head was wrecked. Yeah. We, we went all over America and every, you know, South America all over the, no. Yeah. So I, I admire the people who are out there doing it. But I think it helps them. Yeah. And oh, it, yeah. it makes them feel better. And, they understand it in a way that they can't maybe understand their internal world yeah. in some way. There's something about the arts that just connect. Yeah. And therefore, if, you know, if you're struggling, you know, and you're, I suppose I'm not, I'm not even sure what I'm trying no, to say, but I'm, I'm, I'm just kind of connecting with that idea of like for me as an art therapist, yeah. like I, I couldn't be anything else. Or yeah, I wouldn't yeah. be happy in this world. You know, it's that. And, you know, your podcast is such a big part of your life right now. It's your art medium, right? Yeah, it's your yeah. creative form. You've put so much time and energy into it. Without that, what would there be? You know, there, there, there's something about creative expression that brings meaning to yeah. life um, and makes life worth living sometimes. I um, I, I think that, like, 
I've had a struggle with the idea of the, the podcast being a creative thing. It, it's an art. It's a piece of art, Derek. But but this is this is what my problem is. Is it's it's I hear the words, but I don't know if they go in that often. And it's it's the idea of because I, I when I separate things like this, it's like oh, I used to write songs and I used to write sh- short stories, and I okay. you know, and they're they're they to me are the real art you know, that I did. Okay. But this is just, it's great. Look, I'm, I'm not putting the podcast down by saying this. I'm just saying that this is the way I look at it. I'm, I'm opening up conversations, which is the class, obviously, but that's to me is not art. Okay. So it's not, I'm not creating anything. I have created a podcast. I get that. But every week I don't create something. I, I bring people on who I'm like, fingers crossed are interesting people. I've been very, very lucky, obviously, but the, the, um, I want to hear, from someone like you or Aideen or something about the creative process when you're in it, like, because I'm not in it now. I don't feel I'm in this it. This is your creative process. Well, I don't think it's, I, I think the the only creative bit was the first day where I said, right, this is going to be a podcast. That was the creation. I don't think there's been, I, look, it's not, I'm, put, I'm not putting it down though. This is important. So you don't, because it's going to Yeah. No, 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 no. This is the thing that you do. No, I don't. There's going to be other people listening to this, maybe thinking the same thing. I'm honestly not putting it down. If I t- didn't think that was, this was worthwhile, there's no way I would have reached 200 episodes. I would have just said, you know. So why are you doing it? Because I think, I think those opening those conversations about mental health and about all the other things, I get that. But mental health is always there. We always ask the question about mental health. It doesn't always go on in the in the conversation. It doesn't come up again every time, but sometimes mm-hmm. it does. Um, that's why I'm doing it. It's not because it's like um, it, it's not. It doesn't get like the creative juices flowing or anything like that. But I love talking to people about stuff. Okay, I just see it as differently. But I can understand what you're saying as well. Like, mm-hmm. but I just don't see it as 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 creative. Wow, <laughs> I completely disagree. But okay, yeah. No, that's okay. But I just feel like it's just such a, it's it's so creative. It is the most creative thing. You're literally, every day you're doing something and, you know, preparing for the next guest and gathering information and, you know, taking in arts and then speaking about it and sharing it yeah. with the world. I mean, it's the most creative thing. I- if you saw my notes and questions for for episodes, you wouldn't think they're creative at all. <laughs> they're very much no. Have you I looked through your notes. Yeah, now? I do look. I, I um, you know, when I have to uh, read a book because uh, someone's coming on, or watch a film because someone's coming on, like I love that because it it that I know what you mean by that though, because then it's like I have to think outside the box with regards to um when I had Dean on there a couple of weeks ago about his film. So I had to think, um, why did he make this? Or, you know, what what's that bit about? Why is that character there? That I I know that's a little bit outside the box and I get that. And it's the same as with books. I have to approach it with a different way of just saying, Why did you write the book? Uh what you know, it had to it has to be more expansive and I have to try a bit harder. Mm-hmm. But I'm working off them. So it's not like do you know what I mean? It's Okay. It's like doing a cover version of a Beatles song. It's not writing the song. It's it's working off it. But it's still a piece of art, okay. is it not? I don't, because I don't it's know. a it's a creative expression. It's like singing a cover, okay, of yeah. another person's song. Yeah. But it's still your cover. Yeah. And it's beautiful. Yeah. 
I'm not. I just. I don't disagree with that. Yeah. But I don't think it's creative. But you just don't think it's 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 as creative as or or as you don't think it's the ultimate goal. Yeah. Potentially, in terms of creativity, for you. Yeah. Oh, that that's a good way of putting it. Yeah. That that'd be it because it's you know not when you're saying about. I'm not saying like if someone does someone does a cover of a song and it's amazing and it's beautiful. I that's that's a thing, but. That the creative process was in the writing of the song. Okay. So, but but that's not this. You know, I'm not taking. And again, that's why I'm not taking away from the podcast. I'm just. I just don't think it's creative. But maybe you're right in the way you put it, and the fact that it's not my ultimate. Maybe you want to create something else. I think I probably do. I think I probably do, but more original. Interesting. (laughs) So novel. Because you've started a novel. I finished it. Yeah, it's gone. It's done. I want to read that. And uh, music. Yeah. And. Uh, yeah, I did music short, short stories. You were in a band at one stage. I think you had mentioned. I was in a so band. Maybe you just want to be in a band. You know, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't not be in a band. For a while, I knocked it on the head because I thought there's, there's too much stress and I'm the one who's just trying to organize all the practice and the stuff. But. If yeah, it's a lot of work. But that was when I was in my early 20s. Okay. I think if, I, if if you found three or four people my age, I think it'd be more copped on and you wouldn't have to run after people the whole time. So maybe maybe I do want to be in a band. Who knows? Maybe that's Well, you that's, can have many different kinds of creative mediums. That's, that's true. That's the beauty of being alive in the world. Yeah. Like I love making art and I love making music mm-hmm. and I now love making podcasts. <laughs> yeah. I really should have them. No, no. But I get better over time. Listen, you know, if I was doing, try it, don't you? And you you give it a go, and that's what it's all about. But you're right. If I, my mom's like this as well. If I say I'm crap, and I, you know, I'm like hypercritical of myself. Yes. So I will constantly have a go at myself, and you don't like me doing it. No, nobody does. No, well, some people don't care either way, but you know, (laughs) but like you, you would be, you would definitely be trying to push back and say that's not true. So. I won't have you saying you're bad at podcasts because you're not. Like, well, I actually am. You're not. It's, a, it, it's, a, it's like how much of it, because... If, well, we all have to start somewhere, right? Yeah. And it's um, part of the creative process. I mean, creativity is is takes courage, right? According to the Mr. Notebook. Matisse. Henry Matisse, artist, visual artist, yeah. He's the man uh, that did the toilet, wasn't he? No. Oh, like, who's uh, that? Figures like um, he's a painter. What's the toilet you think? Oh, Ducamp. That's it. Yeah, sorry, my French. French, Sorry, French man. (laughs) This is the toilet. Yeah, strange. But but look, you know, you know, um, go into modern art and all that. It's brave, though. You know, yeah, like that's what creativity is. It's bravery and it's taking risks. Otherwise, it isn't worth it. So you kind of have to be a bit shit. Obviously, <laughs> as a therapist, I'm obviously when I'm supporting somebody therapeutically in creating in an environment that is contained, it's not about getting it right. It's yeah. about feeling the process and learning yeah. from what's happening within the process. But if you're looking to actually achieve something, if you're looking for a goal, an end goal in your mind, and you want to get there, yeah, that's a beautiful thing too. You know, that's yeah. skill. You yeah, know, yeah, yeah. That's, that's learning. It's you know, it's oh, a beautiful creative adventure as well. Did we know? have this before when we mentioned the idea of? I th- I th- I'm sure it was you. I don't know anybody else. I might have said it, to, but 
the, and you just reminded me of there because the idea of mm. trying to be perfect in something like uh, like a Caravaggio painting or trying to be like mm. Pollock where um, to him that's perfect. I'm not saying that's not, but to other people will look at that and they'll be like, we'll kind of turn their nose up at it because it just looks to them like it's just flashing on a page. Whereas Caravaggio is just like the use of light and all this and everybody thinks it's amazing. I think it's hyper-realism. Yeah, yeah. Mm. that's, but that kind of thing is, it's fascinating about art and it, that can go into music and film can as we well. we talk about the Absolutely. screen though? Oh, we can, of course we can. Your yeah. favourite. My favourite uh, painting. Painting, yeah. yeah. Because uh, I always talk about how we create our best work when we're suffering yeah. often. Um, and I think it's a really interesting concept because, again, it's part of that connection, isn't it? It's yeah. part of being understood or even just understanding yourself in another way. And in that painting, it's really interesting because he's having a panic attack. Yeah, that's what that that uh, painting is depicting. He was literally walking down the road and yeah. he started to freak out and experience a panic attack. And at a time where people didn't really identify yeah. uh, panic attacks, but yet everybody related to this image. Yeah. Everyone was like, oh, my God. Yeah, I know that mm. feeling. And it still lives on to this yeah. day. It's such a powerful image to you and to so many people. Yeah. And yeah, it's, it's fascinating because I suppose it, uh, him as an artist, like he didn't really, like, I mean, yeah, he created, you know, um, weeping child yeah. and, you know, some other images that were beautiful, but nothing like this image. Very dark. In terms stuff, yeah. of you know, his, his creative career, I mm. guess. And it's never ending. Yeah. You can relate to it forever. It was 1890, yeah. 18 something or other. Yeah. Uh, before it was post-impressionism, expressionism. Mm. Well, um, what's weird about it is, um, when I look at it, I tried to think about how else someone could depict mental health, mm. whether it's on a canvas um, it's easier to do it in a in a song because you can literally voice the words, you okay. know. Or even in a uh, in a film where you can you can show and basically tell how the character is feeling and, and what's going on with them. But to do it in a painting and to figure out, I think you you kind of can figure out what's going on with that painting without being told what's going on with the painting. That's it. And yeah. I don't know how it's beautiful. It's amazing, and I I. Maybe that's why I like it so much because it's it it tells so much with with kind of a face that's not even um you know particularly detailed you know and they turned it into all sorts of stuff Extractism. and scream yeah. yeah but that that the whole idea of like mm. I, we'll just talk about Hyrox I'm not going to talk about it Let's but I just want to talk, talk no I want to talk about it because Are you this to do it again no absolutely not but but you know the idea like that monk is uh, monk is on <laughs> monk is at the seaside. And he's got the, the goals everywhere and the noise and the waves and, the, yeah. you know, and that's how I felt. He's freaking out. He's freaking out. And I, you walk into something like sure sensory. Don't you don't know that feeling. I know, like yeah. It. I know, but you, the sensory overload and just, it, it's, it speaks to me so much, that painting. I've had that moment so many times in shops mm. and on streets and in concerts and everything. All those panic attacks, fortunately, don't really get them that much anymore. But 
that's in one painting he does it all and he does it not just by the face but by the colors he uses in the background because it's more than just in the in the in the face of the the character of or him it's in the background as well everything's not quite right Mm -hmm. you know you can make out what it is but it's not quite right with the colors and the brush brush strokes and stuff it's just a work of genius basically it's beautiful yeah yeah really is i um joanne bought me a, a notebook with the monk, with the screen. Here's another notebook, um, yeah. As the collection. Do you have lots of notebooks? Yeah, they're all in there. You obviously do. There's so many of them. They're in the, in the attic. Um, oh, there's an attic. Yeah, it's like a walk-in attic. But it, it's like, I, I don't think it, it could be betrayed or look any better. Um, you know, and when you look at something like outsider art, mm-hmm. when you see the art that they've, they've, uh, mental health patients um, have created and have put on, you know, uh, in galleries and put on shows and stuff. And you see what they're making, you know, it's like an amazing amount of talent Mm. that you probably would go unnoticed otherwise, because it's easier to kind of push them away. And, you know, I'm not saying art is, you know, it's not a fully snobbish world or anything, but there are, places where it can be you know yeah like any creative industry absolutely yeah um but but that you know when you see the creativity out there um with people who are really really struggling like really at their wits end really like severe severe mental health issues and like you said maybe that's what's keeping them going like Mm. the create like creating and and sharing their their work with other um people whether it's in the hospitals that they're in or outside of the hospitals and the words getting back and you know of how great people think they are you know and if that's i mean it's pretty it's pretty intense and pretty pretty amazing to think that 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 is keeping them going yeah i mean i suppose therapeutically speaking the creation itself does all the work Mm -hmm. it's about whether you want to share right Yeah, yeah the image right and some people do and some people don't and I think that's really important to have that choice do you think a lot people of might... the insider art world would have been they would have taken yeah they okay. would have you know displayed mentally ill patients artwork without okay. their consent which was not okay no of course not no and then they would have psychoanalyzed it and yeah told, yeah you know and written about how this is what it's about when it might not be mm, I mean course, the yeah. voice of the person who has created the image is really all that matters. Yeah. We understand that now, though. Yeah. But, um, yeah. For, I hope it's improved, though. I hope it's... It doesn't happen so much anymore yeah. in terms of outsider art. You know, for example, in institutions like disability organizations, Cope Foundation and Cork that I worked with for a while, they would be very, very inclusive right. and want to listen to... Um, the voice of the artist and they take that very, very seriously now, yeah. which is really important. Um, but I I believe that it doesn't matter whether or not you share the artwork, that right. you're, the creative process itself is where the beauty and the magic is. Do yeah. you agree with that? No, I, I do agree with it. I think it's it's not easy sharing something anyway. Yeah. So I don't scary. think the pressure should be on you to do it. I think you're right. I think that it should be, you know, that should be the moment of uh, the moment you have creativity should be that, you know, moment that keeps you doing what you're doing. I mean, it's up to yourself, obviously, if you're 
able to make that decision mm. that if I want to share it, I'm going to share it, you know. Um, you know, I, you asked me to put up like a, one of my own songs. And did you do that? Yeah, I did it there today. Okay. Yeah. Um, and I, I, but it's an old song. It's, it's a little bit easier when the song is older, but. Well um, done for doing that. Thank you very much. Um, but, but it is, look, it's easier for me to put up a song covered by get Tom Petty to write a song and I'll cover it. Um, you know, rather than write my own and kind of come out with it and, and wait so for people. what was that experience like for you? Well, to be honest, it was all right because I've played the song so many times. I wrote it years and years ago. It's the podcast theme. Um, it, you know, the the lyrics are a bit naff and I'm a bit embarrassed by them. But apart from that, I'm, I'm all right with the rest of it, with the chords and stuff. But what's it about? That's actually, I, I don't think that's one because... I've written love songs before and they've been about people. I don't think this one was about someone. I think it was, it's very generic. Okay. It's not like, you'll hear, like you'll hear, you know, there's, there's some of the lines are very generic, but I think um, it's called Took Some More and it's about, the chorus is a bit about, you know, maybe taking a bit more from a friendship um, or maybe you feel you've taken a bit more from a friendship than you have. And yeah. it's 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 kind of unsettled the friendship in a way. And I don't mean that romantically. It can be any friendship. Okay. Um, so the line is, I got greedy and I took some more. So mm. what, did it happen? I don't know. Okay. It, might, it probably did. It must have mattered to you, though. Yeah. Whatever it was based around, you know, must have meant something at the time for you to feel that you wanted to express that music. Yeah. I, 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 like, I'm not great musically i think i'm better i better i write better lyrics than i write better music that's what i'm saying so it's weird listening to that song or singing that song now because i don't think the lyrics are, are that good so maybe i just thought that this was better musically than i was used to okay so i needed to just put something to it and i didn't work hard enough in the lyrics afterwards to kind of finish it off because he'll do it i mean it's not there's nothing stop me from like so it's unfinished well i'd say so if i was playing it today and i listened to the lyrics i was like i could probably do better than that you know so maybe that's. I think you'll always say that about everything. That yeah, you yeah. Do though, so well, I, I, I might, but is is that a, is that a bad thing? Do you think if someone is constantly trying to be better at something? No, I'm the very same. <laughs> so I can't really. But is it bad? Do you think? Is it? A, yeah. Oh, it's it is bad. terrible for us. So just not let someone. Yeah. It's it's detrimental to our mental health and well being, but. I mean, it also pushes us forward. Yeah. And keeps us striving. But do we ever we'll get anything get finished? There, yeah, yeah. Well, this is the <laughs> we'll problem. always be disappointed in ourselves. But like, it's very depressing. Like, really. But, it, but if 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 Edvard Monk was working on the Scream and he he never like, what if he never finished it? Like, you know what I mean? If he well, I don't think he did. He did like seven different versions of that painting like i think he was never did he die before it was out did the five before it was like you no know? he was alive oh he's alive yeah, yeah yeah he was quite successful during his life but i mean that doesn't necessarily mean that he was satisfied with it like that's always sad isn't he it when probably it's... still hated it like you know like um what's his name melville who wrote moby dick he like died with like a penny in his pocket or something mm-hmm. that's tragic like. <laughs> although i read moby dick in the <laughs> It was a bit of a slog, I'm not, not going to lie, but uh, yeah, it's kind of sad when artists aren't recognised until they're dead. Hopefully yeah. people can hear that. But what is important is that 
we keep doing it, right? Yeah. Keep creating, keep expressing. Do new, just keep doing new things as well. It's a, keep doing it because that's what makes the world beautiful. And that's worthwhile. true. I wish more people thought like that. Mm-hmm. We need more beauty. We do. You're right. Rick. Now back to my questions. <laughs> <laughs> that's the first question answered. I literally, I, 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 I yeah. Um, I did want to talk about the Beatles mm. because. You love the Beatles I and do love the Beatles. everybody loves the Beatles. They should, they should. So, but obviously you've mentioned the um, this, the new beautiful creation, which is fascinating, really, isn't yeah. it? Like how incredible it is that in two of them are dead. Yeah. And they still manage to make yeah. a beautiful piece of artwork like that. It's how significant these people are in the world. It's amazing. It's. But who's your favorite Beatles? Oh, my God. Um, can I have two answers? No. No, because I was going to ask it, right? Can I have my favourite Beatle and then my favourite solo Beatle? Because they're different. Well, that's fair. That is, is fair. Is that fair, yeah? That okay. is fair. That's fine. You can okay. have that. Yeah. Favourite in the band, George Harrison. So in the band, in yeah, the George band. Harrison. Really? Oh, kind okay. of. I like, I like he, he, he was reluctant. Like there's a new yeah. biography, The Reluctant Beatle, which I bought. Oh, um, okay. Yeah, it's in, it's in the room. And, he was reluctant. He didn't like fame and all that. He was a bit grumpy. I like that. Um, he was obviously hugely talented. If he was in any other band, he'd be the main songwriter. Yeah. But when you have Lennon McCartney in front of you, you're only sneaking in some songs now and again. <laughs> and the ones that he did sneak in were unbelievable. Um, and my favourite outside the band would be John Lennon, I think. Okay. Because I think if you listen to his first uh, solo album, um. He was very, he made the very brave decision. And I think anything like this is brave when you're used to it. He used to double track all his vocals because mm. he didn't like his voice. He didn't like his no, voice. No, yeah. he didn't like it at all. And when he, he wanted to do this, the, the first solo album, um, it was Yoko kind of said to him, you should do it with just your own voice. Mm. And he sang about his mother and about being isolated. And it was about his whole, his kind of his life up to that point. But all the all the struggles up to that point of, of kind of you could say mental health as well as as all the other things that went on his mother dying when he was young and that mm. and like he did this um, uh, primal screen therapy at the time too. He, he did, did, didn't he? So when you listen to the song "Mother" at the end of it, he's <laughs> using the screams, which are just like like kind of properly harrowing screams, um, like he's in pain. Um, so I just think from that album alone, to me, is like someone who's just has gone through, you know, being in the biggest band in the world and all the stuff that goes with it, go down bad. And then all of a sudden, like almost looking back to the stuff that kind of made him and and the things that he struggled with. Mm-hmm. And even doing that, being, you know, being putting yourself out there, but then doing going against everything you've done with the Beatles with the double tract and just stripping it back and leaving your voice out there, which you don't like anyway. Um, yeah, he was a flawed man, but we're all flawed. And uh, yeah, so George, George in the Beatles and John. Okay, that's, that's a, good a answer. great answer. Thanks, yeah, George. you've talked obviously about your favorite album, your favorite mm. song. You've you've shared a good bit about that as well. You did have a dude on who was like an expert, didn't? Wasn't there? A, oh, I've seen expert. Then. A guy um, who? Oh shit! This is terrible. I no, that's alright. You don't have to remember his name. I won't. No, I can't remember his name. But what he was, what like, was he? 
a Beatles expert. Oh well, we had yeah, I had a John John Lyons on. He, John Lyons, yeah, he talked about it. He um, I was actually just uh, sent a little message to him today about he put up the Beatles song and he was asking people what they thought of it. Um, what did he think of it? Did he share? Yeah, well, not yet. I think yeah. he's he kind of says he wants other people to share, and then I guess he, I guess he's going to chip in. I think a lot of the Beatles fans were a little bit skeptical, disappointed. Um, well, John, uh, sorry, Josh texted me and he said a f- couple of weeks ago, or well, a couple of months ago, he said that this was going to involve AI. And as soon as he said that, I was like, no, I'm not listening. To it. I don't want to listen to it. Yeah, not knowing what they were going to do with the AI, and it turns out they did the pretty cool thing with the AI isolating the vocals. And they had to. They had to do it, yeah. And um, I think. I, I spoke to a friend of mine yesterday and I sent her the the song. She doesn't care about the Beatles, but, you know, I was trying to tell everybody. Yeah, of <laughs> course. Yeah. You know, everyone. I want to talk to everyone about this. And <laughs> she was like, well, the lyrics are, are a bit, you know, pedestrian and all that, you know. And, and and I, and I look, I can kind of understand that. But who then, cares, though? <laughs> yeah, who cares? Yeah, it's a Beatles song. And, and then beautiful. I sent her the video and then she kind of said that bow at the end was pretty special. You know, at the end of the video, they bow and then they disappear. Um, so maybe just some people needed the, the you know, more than just the, the, the sounds. They needed the visuals to go along with it to kind of be impacted. I just needed John Lennon's first opening line of it to kind of go, Jesus, yeah. <laughs> And it's so immediate, yeah. you know. It's, um, and your soul is like... Oh, God. And and just the, you know, the, the fact that George isn't around... So they decided they used his guitar so from 95. It's so sad. Because so when you think of like John Lennon passed away when he was um, 40. George was 50. He was 40. What, 1980. 1980, yeah. George was only in his 50s. You know, they were way before the time. Yeah. You know, and it's sad. And But, you know, people slag Paul McCartney off all the time. But like he's keeping it alive. And I think that's. Ah, yes. And Ringo, you can't. Nobody can They're complain about Ringo. <laughs> Lovely, lovely, lovely bunch. Ah, they're lovely. Can we talk about Peter Gabriel? Oh, we absolutely can. Yeah, all this. Um, I didn't actually know uh, Peter Gabriel to the extent that after our first airing Mm. this really bad episode, (laughs) which is better now, I think. It's better. Yeah, we're flowing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I actually only knew Peter Gabriel's big hits, like you know, the Sinead O'Connor and stuff like that, and then you shared like that album would talk to me and digging mm-hmm. in the dirt mm-hmm. and I'm obsessed with Peter Gabriel like yeah. I've been bringing it into therapy sessions you know that song Love Heals oh yeah that's from the, new, the new one yeah. dark and the light side yeah. on it and man it's doing some beautiful therapeutic work it's a, I have to say oh, brilliant. yeah I think magic. he's still writing stuff like that is it's amazing great. yeah I don't I don't I don't think there's anyone still in that at that level of quality music, because it drops off with, for every artist, you know, it tends to drop off and then it becomes a, a great assist tour over and over again, which is, you know, which is in a way it's great as well. Don't get me wrong. When I went to Peter Gabriel and he played the hits, I loved it. You know, Of course you did. But, you know, to hear him still doing new stuff, but it was interesting when I, I think Digging in the Dirt was on the 41 songs in 41 years. Number 10. And you, you got, did you text me after that about it or did I text you about it? Because... I was trying to figure out, but was it about therapy? Oh, it is about therapy. It's definitely yeah. about therapy. It's just it's, it's about therapy. Yeah, and it's so. Again, this is this is a the. It's gonna anytime you talk about music and artists and stuff, it goes around in that loop of like that album. Would come talk to me and, and digging in the dirt. Was he, he in the? He was in his breakup. Yeah. A, a breakup with his wife. He was suffering. 
And this is all like, come talk to me. I told you the story about his daughter wouldn't talk to him because yeah. he, he his they had separated him and his partner, their wife had separated and he was going out with someone else or, or he maybe he had an affair. I can't really remember. But it, the idea of his daughter not talking to him was killing him and stuff. But um, I sent you on the video of him singing with his daughter. Like yeah, you. of course. It's like an absolute baby. <laughs> I'm obsessed with him. Like I'm like, why isn't he playing live I know. now? Like I'm Well he was. He was in Dublin, like I'm sure I didn't know. I know. Did you I? didn't know about it then, I know. And we gave it a miss this time, me and my mum, because I can't remember why actually. But do you go with your mum usually? Yeah, I saw your mum loves she loves Peter, him, yeah. She saw him on that tour. Oh right. That, that tour ninety three. Um, no. Uh yeah, that tour, yeah. And she saw him in, in, in Dublin in the point. Uh, Sinead O'Connor was on stage for that one but and Sinead O'Connor was there and everything yeah. oh my god and I, I just something like Digging in the Dirt it's so dark like it's so uh, but it's groovy as well oh, it's this great it's not, great it's not groove, even yeah. just no like it's obviously dark in the sense that it's about digging yeah. into your wounds and you know obviously the content is tough but it's actually groovy yeah like, it's actually like it's, it's so, I want to go to therapy, yeah. isn't it? Like it's like it's it's uh, that that whole thing of the beginning of a song where it's it it's got the great groove, the bass line, and all that. I, it's the bass. You know, the bass. Yeah. It's always the bass. Tracy, Tracy, by the way, loves bass. I never mentioned Tracy. Oh, Tracy. Hello, Tracy. Tracy um, presented uh, one hundred episodes. One hundred episode. Yeah, and she, and she go on. Yeah. You were going to say it. Uh, she's doing 300, yeah? <laughs> yeah, she's doing episode 300, yeah. so she is. So. But I think that, like, you know, the, the, that song, Digging in the Dirt, and it starts off like something in me, dark and sticky, and, and it's 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 so, it is dark, and then the mu- the mood of the music is quite dark. But then when it gets mm-hmm. to the, the chorus, like, um, stay with me, I need support. Like, I'm digging in the dirt, stay with me, I need support. It's so, it's lighter. It's that kind of idea of... It is, it's hopeful. Yeah, hopeful of, as if he's reaching out to someone and he realises I'm going through this, but I need you to get me through it. I think it's lovely, you know. Yeah, you come away thinking he's going to be okay. Yeah, exactly. And and he was. He was okay. He (laughs) was so okay. That's how he did all right for himself. Is he, obviously, he's single now, is he? um, I'd say, I think he might be married again. I think he did. He had a, he he went out with a few well known people around yeah. of a certain vintage back in the nineties. But I think he settled down then. Yeah, settled down <laughs> he settled down. But he's, he doesn't need it anyway. His music. No, he's all right. He's doing all right. But he's he's um oh look, he's one of those ones that just. But thank you for sharing him with me because I I always love um you know finding new music even when it is old music it's yeah. like for you the Beatles you didn't discover the Beatles obviously in the 60s you weren't born yet so it was what you were a teenager yeah I think wasn't it you were like I was um I think it was 13 my my mom had the uh, my mom had the the best of blue 67 to 70 and my dad had the red one was 63 to 66 oh my god and I had like uh, and it fits perfectly for the two of them because I reckon that my dad would be someone who'd like the earlier stuff better and my mum would like the later stuff okay and and that's why they separate I'm only joking <laughs> but, but but I think to have those two you know you within reach your second your I, I probably do a little bit yeah but but I do my favourite album is yeah. Sgt Peppers is it yeah why is that just because it's their newer stuff and it's experimental. Experiment, I don't like yeah, their yeah. older stuff like that, like as much. But um, I, I I can get that. I, I appreciate it. Yeah. But it's it's uh they're 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 just they're not 
who they're meant to be just yet. Yeah, I think yeah. I think you're right. I I think you know because there's a lot of covers they did as well at the time. They're um, not damaged enough yet. That's another thing. They're not damaged enough. But I think I think their earlier stuff is, turns out to be, for me, more influential. Because and I'm I, I know it sounds silly really because I I think their later stuff is more um, experimental and stuff and it's it's there's a bit more to it but. Mm. Uh, you In can terms set of the time, yeah, yeah. But you can set up a band and play "Love Me Do" really quickly, yeah. Or "From Me to You" or all those songs, "The Hard Day's Night," um, and you can turn that, whatever you would call it, then pop to rock or whatever. You could turn it into punk and trash and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And you can't do that with like Sgt. Pepper's. It's it's kind of it it's is its own thing. It can't be messed. Yeah, completely. Yeah, no, I get that point. Completely. You know, but but. Yeah. Like I, I, I'm, I'm with you. Like Revolver is my favorite album. Revolver is yeah. your favorite. Yeah, yeah. It's and, great album. but then, like, when you were over here the last time, you had, um, you had a. Oh, my brother's yeah. favorite album. Oh, is Abbey Road. Abbey Road. Yes, that's another mad. great album. That's that's another one though. That that's the last one, uh, the last album that they made that went back to the idea of not having all the experimental stuff. Not being so experimental. Yeah. yeah, And kind of pairing it back, isn't it? And it's amazing. Beautiful. So good. And um, probably split them up, that idea of doing things, you know. Why did they split them? (laughs) Um, Well, George definitely didn't want it because George wanted to have some more songs (laughs) and he didn't just want two per album. He was writing Here Comes the Sun, Sun and Something and and they weren't letting him put more than two songs on an album. I can understand why he wanted to. Yeah. And John and Paul were kind of fed up of each other as well, I think. Yeah. Ringo would have stayed in there for another while. He would have kept going. <laughs> he he well, him. he played on, on a few of John's solos and a few of George's solo albums. Okay. Yeah, so he was always knocking around. I them. never got into the solo albums territory. I think um, you should listen to Plastic Ono Band. That that one in particular, the one I was talking about, John's first solo. Okay. That And George for solo, All Things Must Pass. I'll feedback. Feedback next week. <laughs> Check in to next be week. Continued. Yeah. To be <laughs> but thanks for talking well, with the uh, Beatles with me. It's always fun. Very welcome, Sam. It's a joy to talk about them. But uh, yeah, I suppose the questions about like your aspirations for the podcast yeah. that we briefly kind of talked about. I suppose I I had asked you on the first shitty recording. <laughs> Uh, if you wanted to kind of move around to guests or like have more guests here in person or, you know, what are your aspirations it's hard. Uh, for the podcast? But mm. you were saying that it's, yeah, practically quite difficult to yeah. do that on a, yeah. It's it's just practically, it's harder to be in person if you're, I think I said this in the last one, but if I'm having a bad day, oh, it's yeah. easier for me to have a bad day get on camera for an hour and, you know, go back to and then go back. Day, yeah. It's more of a thing outside of it, especially yeah. if I have to go travel to somebody, excuse me, it might be that kind of, it's just too long of a day and I don't want to be in bad form during the, the, the recording. Yeah, you have to look after yourself. Okay? Yeah, and yeah. To, to bring them over here, it's good as well, but it's also, you know, it's the same kind of thing, I suppose. Like you yeah. kind of have to put on a bit of an act sometimes because of course you do. Yeah. If I never met someone, it's mm-hmm. different with you, or it's, it's grand. But if if I hadn't met someone before, because they've done it and they've they've come over, it's a bit daunting as well. At the beginning of the yeah. podcast, you did a little bit of that, and There's then it few. kind of moved online. Yeah, it moved online after COVID. Yeah, and it, then you didn't really have anybody here in person, bar like 
uh, your close friends is, is, I, was I it, or did you have any guests? No, I think after after um, probably shortly after your one, or sorry, shortly before your one was the last of the guests because oh, wow. yeah, so like twenty twenty yeah. So we do like the one I do with Josh. Um, we do it here, but yeah. it's Josh, like you know, so it's grand. But it's it's a bit harder to have people over. Because yeah, I'd be stressing out about stuff like, you know, God, you know, about, well, like, you have a lot of additional stuff to think about. Yeah. There, like the greeting and yeah. you know, the tea and all that. Yeah, the tea and, and like, you know, I, place has to be comfortable. And... It does. And I always have to, I, you you know, you listen to Josh's podcast, but I'm always like telling them to get Great closer podcast, to the mic. by the way. I'll thank you very much. Lucky works. <laughs> but I'm always like, will you get closer to But he's, he does this. He's your grandma, you are. He starts drifting over here. And I'm like, will you get closer to the mic? Oh, really? Yeah. Have I not done that? No, no, no you're good. too far. But I, I, yeah, I think it's just a bit like the aspirations, apart from that, you know, it's just to keep getting interest in people and yeah keep going like. keep going being continually <laughs> surprised you know I, I text someone to, this morning I won't say their name just in case they pull out but it you know just to ask what they do and they're like yeah no that sounds good it's always I'm always surprised that someone says yes uh, and like, that's my own insecurities but that's but like you've had such good guests on now yeah. I know we didn't really talk go into the guests that much is there anyone you would like to highlight that has been on that was like amazing for you Ooh, and- yeah like, would you get Rick Rubin on? Because yeah. I really want that to happen. I'm, I've am i ordered the, you know, his book, The Creative. Yeah. yeah. I Have saw it in Dublin. It, no, I saw it in Dublin. It's so beautiful. I've ordered it, so I'm, I'm waiting for that. So It's got the proper, like, have you seen the cover? Not yet. It's not, it's not like, um, you know, like a shiny cover. It's a, it's an, it's a it's piece a of fabric. art. Yeah, it's gorgeous. But um, Rick Rubin, my man texted me this morning to get Killian Murphy. And I was like, OK, <laughs> slow down a bit for a start. Ooh, but also, you cannot get a hold of Killian Murphy. Oh, have you tried? Yeah, because he's not on social media. And you, like, unless you want to go through his agent, and I don't, um, it, you know, I wouldn't. But he'd be an amazing guest to have on. Like, but wow. I know he does a lot of tra- charity stuff as well. So like. Maybe he would do something for mental health, but... Um, he'd love it. I know, 100% yeah, he'd be offered. He's going to yeah. win an Oscar next year. He's not going to go. with that, yeah. He's too busy. Well, he, this year he's too busy. He's going to be campaigning for his Oscar mm. for Oppenheimer. So I don't think this year's a good idea, but I would love to get him. Rick Rubin would be an amazing uh, guest to have. Yeah. Um, but in it's, you know, because people ask me, who would you like to have on? And then it's like, there's two different answers to that. There's, who would I like to have on in fantasy land? <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like Paul McCartney, or who would you like to have on? Like who's actually realistic? Yeah, realistic to get on. But, so Paul McCartney, Paul McCartney, like is fantasy land, like yeah. As in, is that actually how you see it? Like as in, oh like, yeah, you're not going to get Paul McCartney on a podcast. Yeah, no, obviously. Oh yeah, you know, like these are fantasy guests, I guess. Okay. Yeah, and but, then and so, then there's yeah guests that are possible, but are are not a long shot, but. Tougher, a little bit tougher to get. Yeah. But I don't know. Like, I'd love to get Emma DeBerry on. Mm. DeBerry, sorry. Or, you know, these authors that I've read. But I've tried to get in contact with them and they're, they're hard to get a hold it's of. Difficult, yeah. yeah. You've got some good ones coming up, though, don't you? Oh, I always have some good ones coming yeah. up. Don't you worry about that. I know, I do. Honestly, I... Um, I actually do, though. <laughs> actually, I was going to, you know, because we're recording this, you know, not to break the actual, you know. You know, but this isn't live. But um, I'm recording this before one nine eight and one nine nine, and I think I was I was going to do something on one nine nine. Devouring my champagne. It's not. 
Do you want some more? You don't like yours at all. Do I you? do, yeah. It's just I just don't want to burp on the I don't want to burp on the microphone. But um on one nine nine I was gonna do like a like um a solo one, but then I was like you fire out these invitations to people and then someone gets back to you. Or no one get back to you for like a couple of weeks and you're like, Well, I better do a solo one. And just as you're about to do it, five people reply. Yeah. And which is great, obviously, but it just you never quite know. Okay. But the the good thing is that the positive feedback from yourself, from my mom, from my dad, from other people um, who really like the solo ones, it, that gives you a little bit of a, you know, a boost that they're right. not just, oh, God, they're not going to have a guest this week. So, Well, I feel like it's part of the craft. It's part yeah. of why people like the podcast. It's part yeah. of the art. You That's know? part of the art. Yeah. Mm. Because we're hearing from you. Yeah. And I have to be a little bit creative, I guess, but. On the ideas, although I am stealing your idea, um, the 41 song, 41 uh, movies, what, 41 years. Oh, yeah. Are you doing the movie? I've already looked into it. Yeah, I haven't started writing them out yet, but I've, I was looking into it. I looked into like 82 year I was born. I was like, that was a great year. And I would have thought it'd be terrible. Yeah, just yeah. loads of them because the 80s is not my favourite uh, decade for films, to be honest. But yeah, it turns out there's actually quite a number of really like. Not the big blockbusters. So have you started on that already? I just looked yesterday, I looked at 82, yeah. Yeah. And I was like, ah, maybe this will be worth doing. Yeah, 100%. be a lot of work. It will. It'll be fun. It'll be great fun. I'm reading a couple of books at the moment. Once I finish those, I'll get I'll get into it. Yeah. And I'll, fin- I'll finish it quickly. Enough. But it's a lot of work, Derek. It's a lot of work. And you're working very hard at it. See, I'm working hard at it. And well done. Well Thank you very much. done. We got there. 200. Yeah. That's good going, isn't it? It is. Because I try and think of it in the terms of like 200 is a big number. And then, but it's like 200 weeks in a row. That's, Every single week. Yeah. Yeah. That's to me, that's the most consistent I've been in anything in my life. You know, um, I haven't had a relationship as long as that. That's that's the truth, though. Like that's 200 weeks is like what? Coming up to like four years, you know, it's not like, you know. Is it? So, well, yeah, isn't it? Is it not too long? How many weeks in a year? 50 or yeah, 52 weeks in a year. So we're eight, eight episodes off four years. Like, That's a long time to going back to like chatting to people before COVID. Tracy was one of the guests. Did Tracy come here? I think she might have come here. She would have. I think. She would yeah, have. Yeah. She said that she was here. Yeah. Yeah. So she like Tracy been on three times. Now this yeah. is your third time on. This is your hat trick. Yeah. <laughs> There's, there's not many people who've hit the hat trick, but um, it, like, yeah, it's it's. I sometimes have to remind myself that it is an achievement in you know of doing it something that consistently for that long. I think that's it really is, but you're incredibly consistent in a lot of the things that you do, like in your work as well, your aspirations in running fucking marathon, there the crack, like you know what that's like, you know, fair play to you, like. Um, well, yeah. I know you're not doing high drops anymore because. I actually didn't know what that was. No, I still don't know what it don't is. Don't waste your time. It's very confusing. It's, it's a shambles is what it is. Um, just sounds like a very strange event, like, doesn't it? It's, like going to this place and then everybody stupid, like, yeah. it's stupid. there's no medals or anything like no. that to it. Or, they they did send out a message or an email or something. Somebody asked them why didn't they have, apparently they give out patches. I don't know what that, what, what do I want a patch for? But, they said they give out patches and they, they're very sorry they didn't have any of the Dublin event, but they'll send them out. Okay. I refused 
I refuse to send my name off to them to give me a patch. I don't want your patches, all right? Did you complain? No, they gave me too many penalties. I was, God, the amount of penalties they gave me. I was like, you're organized. I found out afterwards was a leak in the roof. I'm going to get going. There was a leak in the roof that was dripping down on the part where you push and pull the sled, right? So you're pushing 152 kg. And the thing, the, the, the AstroTurf is pushing back against it because it's wet. It's yeah. making it harder to go at. So I was wondering, this is more than 152 kg. I was trying to push against it. I smashed my elbow off the ground because I slipped. Oh, I was livid. I'm not getting into it. Yeah, okay. It doesn't mean anything to me, though. But uh, um, but marathons. Yeah, more fun. Uh, sound much more rewarding. Your friend yeah. Keen, is it? Keen, yes. Um, Who's a great supporter. Ah, he your, is. Your, He's a good lad. Um, your physical kind of side of things he comes along do you think you'll do that again another marathon no no i i did the build-up is too much it's too uh it's way better than irox because i mean it's quiet it's out on the road you know what i mean it's not just music and that but um i just don't like the build-up to anything that's even if it's not competitive for me it's competitive for the people around me yeah and i just don't react well to that kind of environment um I did the two, the two half marathons, really enjoyed them. Uh, way more tiring than the Hyrox, actually, way more. Oh. Um, but no, I've, I've done enough. I've done it now, uh, two of those. I've done the Hyrox. I, I toyed with the idea of a jiu-jitsu competition. No chance of me doing that. And so now I'm retired. You don't want to do a jiu-jitsu Never, and never. But you like jujitsu, don't you? Oh yeah, but no, it's it's just a bit of fun. It's a hobby, you know. Oh, it's a fun thing. Yeah, okay. it should never be. All oh, right. Yeah, I'm t- I'm too t- old for this. Like I'm honestly, forty one years of age. Going, someone trying to drag the head off yet? No, I I do it in training because everybody's a chilled out. You know, we're we're being technical. I've seen competitions, gone to support the lads in competitions, and it's way more aggressive. You know, and then you're thinking, me and Josh talked about this the other day, like. What are we doing? Like we're like we're in a hall in Dublin fighting for a medal that we don't care about. You know, we don't care about. It. It's gonna hang up there. I don't even remember that, that medal's there, you know. Um yeah. it's meaningless when you get to a certain age. When you're eighteen, I can understand why it means an awful lot, you know, that of that course. kind of the rush it's great actually for, for you. It is it's mental it's, health as well. And oh, it's brilliant for that. Self esteem. Self esteem mm-hmm. and confidence and, and a little boost the ego and the medals mean something to you then. But I can't, I can never, <laughs> there's another thing to it because you have to train at a certain intensity. Mm. So if I do two classes of CrossFit and then Jiu-Jitsu straight after, which I do, I can't train at that intensity that I need to do to go into a, a match then and, and compete at that intensity. Okay. So, no, I'm I'm very happy to be just to train at things now. Not when we put myself in these stressful situations, you know. Yeah. It's just not worth it. You know? Yeah. Does that answer? Sorry, yeah, I, I didn't mean sense. to be aggressive with Hyrox. It's just, just a bit angry. It pissed me off so much. You should have seen me. I said to you, you I said that. To, I said that my mum, uh, she had to listen to me for half an hour. Like, yeah, and I, she sat there. It sounded awful. Like, it's, it was fair, fair play to you for getting through it. Like, um, if it was just that a very it, strange thing to do, I don't it's silly, understand yeah. what it's all about. But John, if I, I if I did that in the hall on my own, empty, yeah, I'd love it. All right. I like the exercise part of it. Okay. It was the shambles. But there was people with their tops off. People with the tops off, of course, you have to have that. But all that sort of stuff, yeah. They said the one they did in Malaga was so much better organized than the okay. one in Dublin, which is no surprise. I mean, you know. Oh, and that was the one that you were going to go to, yeah. but you didn't you didn't go to rib, it. Yeah. yeah, you broke your rib. 
Did you break a rib? I did in Jiu Jitsu, yeah. Did you actually? A few weeks before it, yeah. Jesus. Someone landed on a big lad, yeah. Oh. No, that was an accident, obviously, you know, and tried to do it. It's all right now, like, is it? It's grand now. Back to my best. Back to my moaning best. I Look, I just had to do one. The fact that I missed the one in Malaga, yeah. I felt I had to do one at that point because I wasn't going to be the guy that pulled out, you know, just because. Yeah. And I think that's a, a really lovely quality about you. You don't give up, you know, you'll keep going at it again, even if it's, you yeah. know, you'll do it anyway. It's like, you know, even the, the movie festival that you were at, it was a real challenge for you, wasn't it? Mentally, like for your mental health and you did it anyway. It's difficult because it wasn't. Then you fucking talked about it on a podcast. Like, it's incredible. So did I talk that on a podcast? Did you? I think you... Or on social media, anyway. Oh, know? yeah, yeah. Because my mom was like, ah, no, don't do that. And I was like, listen. You did listen. live, I think, wasn't it? Yeah, because uh, the whole point, and well, I, I said, I didn't, I, if I have a podcast and I don't talk about my own poor mental health, there's no point in having the podcast. It's important, you know? yeah. Yeah, so. Which is why I wanted to say today, re-recording this, like, to be honest, like, yeah, I fucked it up because I, I freaked out, like, you know what I mean? You and didn't, though. People do, I, understand, I do. I understand, though, yeah. But people do associate, especially therapists, mm-hmm. as people who don't struggle with mental health issues. Like, they've got all their shit together and they absolutely don't. Yeah. Like, if anything... We're probably, you know, the reason we're therapists is because we never had our shit yeah. together. Yeah, yeah. You're like <laughs> comedians, like to. yeah. And we try to help other people get their shit together, but we don't have our shit together, and nobody does, right? So no, but I, it's important to be vulnerable about it, though. Yeah, and I, name it, and that's 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 the bravery and that's the magic. But isn't that whole thing like when I went to to therapists before, and when I knew a therapist I was going to see had been through their own issues that I found it easier to talk to them because I felt it wasn't just like this clinical, you know, guy just sitting there taking notes. It was, there was something deeper to it. And I understand I had someone on recently enough and they said, as long as you don't get into the other side of where it becomes they're caring for you, you know, and that's understandable. Yeah. 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 That was a really important point to make as a therapist, because it's really important that the the sessions are always about your client. But it is also really appropriate and actually necessary to share some of your own stuff yeah. so that they know that you're human. Yeah, like yeah, exactly. A robot yeah. who wants to talk to a robot. Yeah, like yeah. Their issues. So. And and I have, unfortunately, and it, it's it's immediately, it turns you off immediately. You it immediately does. shut down yourself. Yeah. You, know? you can't yeah. help it. But yeah, when like Nick was on and talking about that, like he's obviously someone who yeah. will come out and talk uh, on podcasts about his own mm-hmm. challenges, mm-hmm. but he's still, you know, savvy enough to, to be able to kind of, yeah. maintain the you know the therapist client you know boundaries as well which relationship yeah and i'm sure that takes a certain amount of skill in itself to do but at the same time good on him for for being honest with the with the with the client because i i think like i said i've been through to some terrible terrible therapists and i've been to some amazing ones but the connection there has to be a connection there or else it's, it's you know it's there's no point like Absolutely. You know? And you feel that straight away when you yeah. meet your client for the first time. It's, you know, you can feel mm-hmm. that energy in the room, whether it's going to work or not. And generally speaking, you know, it it, it does. Yeah. But if it doesn't, it's really important that you name it and yeah. then they can move on to yeah, somebody yeah. else. Because yeah. ultimately it's about finding their person, right? Yeah. You might not Absolutely. be their person. But um, yeah. And then... um. 
I think that was kind of how long are we talking for now? I have no idea because oh, we didn't. On time, a spiel. We didn't time it, so I don't know. Outside, it's, it's a while. I just had, uh, you know, um, a favorite quote oh, yeah. about creativity or um, like a, a line of music or something yeah. that you love. You know, my favorite quote is is by a guy, and I can't pronounce his surname, and I never get his um, I never get his uh, his surname right when I try to pronounce it, anyways. Um, and it's it's just smell the flowers while you can. Oh. And he was by he was a uh, um, he passed away because of AIDS complications. So okay. he he was an activist for AIDS, and uh, his name is David. So I'm not going to spell it either, but it's W O J. So if you Google it from there, it's a Polish name. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm pretty sure he's American, but um, I remember seeing it on uh, on a on a YouTube video, uh, not a video, a live concert on DVD or video, whatever it was at the time. And it was at the end of one. They played one, and it came up on I'm screen. Sorry. Yeah, just no a YouTube. You know, YouTube's one. Oh, YouTube's one. Yeah. Sorry. And it came up that, and I think he had just passed away around that time. Aww. And uh, I just remember it hitting me at the end. Of, maybe it was the end of that song or whatever, but it's, it's a, that's a pretty, you know, good. It's, it's a, beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. Um, to make the most of the moment. Yeah. To live in the moment. I mean, you can't really, you know, um, what was the other one that I really like as well? Though? Um, John Lennon has one. John Lennon. Yeah. What's that one? It doesn't, uh, oh, creativity. Uh, it doesn't come through if the air is cluttered that's good i like that, that i've never heard that because one. you know when you're restricted yeah anything creative needs space you need to yeah. feel safe in order to create right we understand mm. that if you feel self-conscious yeah that's why i fucked up the podcast <laughs> you know what i mean yeah it's not going to flow you're yeah. not going to be able to to create so that's kind of what what that's great saying. isn't it beautiful that's great i think you're supposed to know that one now off by heart. I should know that one. Um, I know his lyrics. I don't he know his says, quotes. Uh, what's his famous one about dreams? I'm just thinking of the other one about. You don't know anything. Life is what happens to you while you're busy making other plans. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I don't know his quotes. I know his lyrics. I don't it's know his quotes. the most important thing. John Keats. Um, I, think Keats. It, I think of beauty is a joy forever. That's yeah. a great one. Because that can apply to obviously anything, but in particularly art. Yeah. You know, because... I think people, uh, uh, the idea of art as, as something, say if we have something by Kieran up here. So if shout we have, Kieran. yeah, shout out to Kieran Island. But if I had something up there that if it's beautiful to me, it's never going to be boring. You know, it's never going to be. Sometimes it's never going to be the same thing. It's going to be something different every time I look at it. So yeah. I think of beauty is a joy forever. I, I really like that one, too. Yeah, it changes. And you know how I first heard that mm-hmm. in the movie White Man Can't Jump? One of the characters, uh, one of the characters at the start says it, and I never understood because he says it, and then he said that's by 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 my man John Keats, and I couldn't understand what you're saying okay. until I googled it, the the lyric or the script for the for the film, and I figured out what he was saying, and then I learned he was saying by my man John Keats. Yeah, you do a lot of digging, I'd say. Do you? I do a bit of digging now and again. I do like Google. Lots of time there writing lists. I do like it. I do enjoy it. Lists are very important. Because I remember when I was first on, obviously I didn't know you at the time. Yeah. And you asked me like my favourite painting and my favourite mm. song. And I was like, what the fuck am I supposed to answer this question? Yeah, I know. Yeah. Terrible. But you have lists, right? Yeah. In your brain all of the time. All the ready time. to go. Raring to go. It, that's that's it's it, a bit crazy. Really. It's crazy, yeah. And but it's always been there. But I think it's refined since the podcast because I'm always on my oh, toes. It's beautiful, it's beautiful. Yeah. Quality. 
it's a it's your level of intellect as well I think and again why you're so good at the podcast because you're able to retain an awful lot of information mm. all of the time about a lot of different subjects like you're you're reading like four books or something are you yeah too, just too many at the moment I think but I prefer just two if you can get two, two on the go time. yeah non-fiction one fiction one non-fiction oh yeah that's nice I can do that yeah that's a great way of doing I can't it can't do any more than that I could never do I could do I could do one fiction, two non-fiction. I can never do two fiction because then they just get messed up with the characters and stuff. Oh, t- totally. Yeah, yeah it's too much. You know? Yeah. But if I, I couldn't do two non-fiction about art, I'd have to do... Completely different. Yeah, art or true and true crime or whatever, you know. I don't know why I picked that as an example. But... What are you reading at the moment? I'm actually reading a, a book by a friend of mine who might be on the podcast in the future, who's been on the podcast before. Right. Yes. Um, I'm reading uh, What by Samuel Beckett. And I'm reading... Uh, oh, Ian Winwood's book about it's, it's his biography, but it's he's a music journalist, but it's about the interviews he's done with musicians in the past, which is really good as well. It's a really a fascinating book. And uh, I'm because of the guest I was talking with there earlier on, I'm gonna have to Mark. maybe read it. No, this is down the line. I'm gonna have to read a couple of other books by that person before they come on. So, to get it all in there, get it all yeah. in there. Because, do you sleep at all? Yeah, I sleep a little bit. I get six hours, and six hours is good for everyone. Is it? Do you not? Let, how much? How many? Minimum eight. Ah, that's not. I love true. sleep. Yeah, but ten. you can't. Not on your day. You're ten, but not on the day that you're working, though. I'll be in bed at eleven o'clock. Oh, but you're, okay, you're working in the afternoon then. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you work in the afternoon. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's yeah. Fair usually enough. like finish at ten o'clock. Yeah, no, that's fair enough. That's different. I, I was yeah. trying to figure out what time you go to bed and what time you get up. Yeah, therapist hours are weird. But 10 hours is success. I know. But, but how do you love it if you're not? It's the best. But you're not, you're just there. Like, I don't like. <laughs> you're not you even aware. In your entire consciousness. Yeah, but for 10 hours, that's. that's yeah, if you, you can eat it. You can oversleep, can't you? Oh, you can. Oh, I think you can. I think you, you, you burn out your REM or whatever it's called. I, I think, I think. Totally made that up. Yeah, I just made it up in the spot. <clears throat> but I think you, um, I think what I I understand you, yeah, you obviously need sleep to to help you, but I do prefer not being like I told you about this, did I? Or was it someone else was talking about? I don't like going to bed. Oh. I don't like being in bed it, unless I fall asleep like that. The the anxiety starts because these thoughts top it. You know, like when things start popping in your head. Yeah. So I hate it. So as soon as I wake up, I want to be out of it. Even though I've woke up and I've had my sleep, mm. I think. Well, if I lie here, it's just going to start again. Okay. So I get up really early. But yeah. then it gives me, does give me time in the morning then to read stuff. Because when you read in the morning, I think it just goes in. It stays in. What about reading at night time? No. Does that not help you to relax? Down no, there? music. A bit more. Music, okay. Yeah, a little bit more. I think uh, if I was reading, I'd probably read till about seven or eight and then that'd be That's enough. It. Yeah. And then it's just... Then it's just a bit of music. Just to... and then you're not looking forward to bed. No, I hate. I hate going to bed. I have since since I had the real bad uh, mental health problems. I've always like I used to have the light on for a while because the the therapist said you know you you can when you open your eyes and the lights on you can at least focus on something even if it's the corner of a room or yeah. you know the like the, the, the you can always look at something. yeah there's something there but if you open your eyes in the pitch black. There's nothing to focus on, so it's just a thought in your head again. Now, I did that for about five years, and now I don't have to do it anymore. Do you ever journal? Uh, not really. 
if I was really recommendation for you as an art therapist and friend (laughs) (laughs) journaling like I know I'm really bad because Josh literally gives tips about journaling on his podcast every time and I'm sitting here listening to him do you have a journal I've got like not your (laughs) no I've I've got like no I've got I've got loads of them like loads of like just shit yeah thoughts like for example i have my morning pages every morning oh yeah so when i wake up in the morning i i wake up and i do three three because i'm anxious in the morning yeah of course by the day ahead so i do three pages of just shit whatever in first thing don't think about it it could be absolute you know yeah whatever comes out like yeah, yeah yeah And then just get on with my day and it really helps me. But some people do them before bed so that they can mm. clear their mind. Or if they wake up in the middle of the night, maybe. I might, it's not for everybody. No, I know. Yeah, yeah. But I, look, I, I said it to them before that I do it and just to see how I get on. And I should really do it just to, you know, even if it was painting, that's something I should be doing. In the middle of the night. I think I'd like that, you know. Now. Yeah. Creating to music is a really beautiful thing. It is. That you would connect with because you love music so much. I used to write to music a lot, but it tend to be more instrumental things. Classical music. Kind of, because I couldn't, you can't listen to someone like Bob Dylan or something because it's just the words. I know. And then you start thinking about it. Yeah. Yeah, I'm the same. You go too into it and then you start just copying them. Yeah, you start just writing it down. (laughs) Document. This is great. Oh, I'm actually plugging up my earphones. Go on, carry on. Yeah, but I think that's it. There, that it? be talking for like hours now, but I feel better now because yeah. um, at least I asked you questions because <laughs> I genuinely didn't ask you anything, Derek, the last day. So I, I think I've asked you. Well, you know what you have to do. You so, know what the, yeah. you know how the closeout is. Oh yeah. Oh, I have to do a closeout first because it's important. Um, I want to thank, obviously. Joanne's going to do the real one, but I want to thank everybody for listening, for getting me through all these 200 episodes and all the guests who've gone before and all the people who have sent messages, even the one who said he's not listening anymore because they had to go with Donald Trump. Even that guy. Thank you very much. And obviously to um, our excellent host today, Joanne, for coming on. Podcast expert. Expert. It's my new profession. (laughs) Well, honestly, giving, giving up, up your up time, giving up your time for this, yeah, <laughs> giving up your, well, earlier hours for podcasting, um, but giving up your time on a Saturday evening, Sleep. I appreciate, yeah, 10 hours, I, I appreciate an awful lot, and now you can take it away. Uh, thank you to Calvin. Yes. Ma'am. Yeah. Not Josh. No, never <laughs> Josh. No. Um, I think I did that sure. the last time. Oh, Jer. Yeah. And John, obviously. Yes. And, and my ma'am and my... Dad. <laughs> yeah. And my go higher again. Granddad. There you go. Oh, yeah, who's the granddad? Pash. That's a little Pash. He's Pash. Lovely man, is he? Pash. Oh, he's a very nice man. 96 years of age, watches this on his iPad. Is he actually 96? He yeah, he's a legend. He's, uh, he's, a lo- he's, he's, he's the best he is. But yeah. You've got a good crew of people around yeah. you, and rightly so, Derek. That's it, look. And congratulations on 200 episodes. Thank you very much. And, and if you have the next listen, 100. Yeah. And when Tracy's coming on. And by the way, if you haven't subscribed by now to YouTube, what are you doing? Subscribe to YouTube. We're on uh, we're on Spotify, Apple, Anchor. We're on Instagram, obviously. You can actually follow Joanne on Instagram as well if you want some art therapy. Some great... Funny videos. Yeah, some very good Maybe. stories. Um, and very, But inspirational stuff as well. That's important. Um, 
yeah Twitter and all that stuff but listen um, thanks everyone like I said uh, for watching today and tuning in today uh, and hello if you're watching because Joanne is hosting and I hope you uh, appreciate the brilliant job she did alright thank you we did it we drank, <laughs> drank we nearly drank our good night yes good night <laughs> and take care alright hold on let's find the button right we're out bye Thank you.